back. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Or whatever. I'm kind of sorry. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast, folks. Hope you're all doing well out there, as always. How's your week been? Two weeks. Missed an episode last week, guys. I do apologize for that, sort of. Uh, It's just been fucking busy as shit. Um, As you know, Curtis has come over from Melbourne to um, grace us with his presence. And I was actually scheduled to be on this podcast today. Um, We... We're going to do it yesterday. He came around, whatever, but we had another buddy drop by. It just became a drink and chat sort of thing. Uh, and he's sick today for some reason. So whatever, flying solo. Curtis will be on the podcast uh, at some point, I guess, over the next few weeks before he flies back to um, that shithole Melbourne. Uh, but yes, it's just us and it's been a while. We've got lots of shit to fucking talk about, guys. So... Uh, Let's get into stuff, I reckon. Now, I am a huge Jurassic Park fan, right guys? You might have known that from things I've mentioned in the past, but finally got to see the new Jurassic World Dominion movie. Checked it out a week or so ago. Kind of opening weekend. Fucking whatever. I'm not going to get into it. You know how... I've done these episodes in the past where we've just gone deep into these movies and it's just fucking pure indulgence for me um, just to talk about these movies that I love because I don't care about a lot of movies. I don't see a lot of movies. So we talked about fucking like the new Mortal Kombat movie when it came out. Pure nostalgia shit, right? And likewise with um, the new Matrix movie all those months ago, right? Um, So I'm going to do a bit of a deep dive into this movie, but not on this episode. I'm going to get my brother to join us um, because he's a huge Jurassic Park fan like myself. So we're going to chat about it because we didn't see it together, but we want to sort of uh, debrief a little bit. We've had a chat, but we're going to save it for the podcast. So I'm going to have an episode with him coming out uh, maybe later on this week, a little extra bonus episode um, with the great Adam Thorne. Um, His show is out on History Channel at the moment. So if you're in America... Um, yeah, History Channel. Forget what day of the week or what time it is, but check out Kings of Pain on the History Channel. Um, you can see Adam Thorne and uh, his co-host Rob Oliva getting bitten and stung by a whole bunch of shit and uh, rating the pain that it inflicts. That's the show. Uh, but either way, he's just hanging out and he's seen Jurassic World, so he's going to come on this podcast uh, next episode, which will be real fucking soon. I think like two days from now. Um, something like that. So we'll go into a deep dive into everything Jurassic and all that sort of bullshit. Should be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, but so yeah, stick around for that. In fact, my phone's just beeped and that's him saying yeah for sure. So definitely he's confirmed for the podcast, guys. You fucking heard it here live. I don't know if you heard that little beep or not. Um, so we will get into that. So that happened a weekend or so ago. And then I've been hanging out. Been hanging out with fucking Curtis. Um, he's back and I kind of disappointed the guy. Because he had planned a whole fucking golf trip, sort of. Like the first chunk of his trip was going to be all golf-based. Uh, then I went ahead and broke my arm, uh, so I couldn't join him, right? Um, but still been hanging out with him. He's been getting a lot of golf in. And wh- wh- what sucks is um, if you know anything about Perth, uh, we have a few golf courses or whatever. And one of our best ones is called Joondalup Golf Resort. Um, in Joondalup, obviously. It's actually in a suburb called Connolly, but uh, it's a beautiful private 
golf resort. In fact, to tie it to the music sort of topic um, that is this podcast, uh, it's Alice Cooper's favorite golf course. So he plays here quite a lot. Um, and I used to live in a big house fucking overlooking this golf course for fucking eight years of my early adult years, right? From when I was like 19 through to, I guess, 27, if my math is right. Um, I lived on top of this golf course, overlooking it, and never once fucking played this course. Never once. Um, explored the grounds quite a bit, just drunk, stumbling around, you know, a little bit of cheeky fun on, on you know, certain fairways. It's, you know, late at night. You, you get what happens. Um, but yeah, so Curtis, when he came over here, he's staying at that resort uh, and playing a lot of golf on there or whatever. So when I went to check out uh, the place with him, Decided just to sort of go around with him while he was playing golf. So we hired a golf cart and just fucking had a tour of the place. Meanwhile, he's playing golf and all that sort of shit. Just fucking fun times. What a beautiful resort. This thing's like um, like built in the bottom of an old limestone quarry, right? So if there's any golf course that's close to like a fucking video game style golf course, it's this one. It's just fucking trippy. It's cool as shit. So we had a good fucking day just drinking on the cart, tearing it up. I'm just driver, obviously. Um, not actual golf driver. I'm just driving the cart. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I claim a lot of credit for how well Curtis played at the start. He played all right. He actually got a few pars and shit like that. And I'm absolutely claiming it was because of my direction, my criticisms, me saying, hey, try this instead, all that sort of shit. Um, so as far as I can tell, I did good. I didn't even swing a club once, but I fucking, I scored pretty well. Just in pure direction alone, you know? Sometimes it's not the player, it's the coach, right? And that's what I'm claiming. So I've been hanging out doing that sort of shit. Um, getting through life with this fucked up hinge of an arm. I know I haven't put any photos or anything of this thing on fucking Instagram or whatever, but yeah, I will. I'll let you guys know that I, you know, I am half a cyborg at the moment with this fucked up arm and, and all that sort of shit, but it's getting better. I am secretly terrified that I might not be able to play guitar to my full capacity again, even once it's healed. It's a common thing with this sort of injury that I'll probably never be able to straighten my arm properly again. Who knows about twisting my wrist in the way that I need to to fucking uh, smash out some wicked shredding guitar or some crap. I've never done shredding guitar in my life, but anyway... See how it goes, guys. It's getting better every fucking week, but um, don't take it for granted, guys. If you can play music, fucking just play as much as you possibly can while you can because you might be a dickhead and slip over on a skateboard one day and ruin your entire future. It happens. It happened to me. So heed my warning, guys. I've said it before, but fucking... What's been going on in the fucking music world, guys? The BET Awards uh, are coming up or going on or something like that. I don't know. No one really gives a shit about awards anymore, do we? Do we? Do we care about this stuff? Do we care about who wins Grammys or who does fucking whatever? But the BET Awards are a very particular kind of award, uh, award show because they're not really particularly music or movie or TV or... And I think they're just entertainment awards for black people, right? So that's completely not racist at all. So you can only be nominated if you're black. Um, put any other fucking race into that sort of category of doing that sort of thing, and you'll see how immediately racist it is. Uh, <laughs> but that's what it is. So for black entertainment as a whole, and this includes sports as well, which I found kind of interesting, like... 
they care about the entertainment aspects of sports and you could be nominated for a, an award not for being good at the sport but for being very fucking entertaining while you do it right so you might absolutely suck but if people tune in to see you fail uh you might be nominated for one of these bet awards and uh good for you if that's the case as well um but I haven't really been keeping up with who's nominated for this sort of shit. I don't think anyone takes it seriously. Guys, any award system that, like, is only for a select few people, like, it's not an award anymore. You see what I mean? Like, if you're the best of something, you're just the best of that, right? If you're, you got the best album, I mean, you can kind of point to what makes it the best album, and it's usually money, right? Whatever makes the most money is usually the best album depending on whatever metric you care about if it's about actual critique right then that's something completely different that's for you know a panel of judges or some shit like that or maybe a vote system or something i don't know um but a little nas x is pretty upset because he's n not been nominated at all he's got zero nominations this year uh for the awards and he's saying that it's homophobic that's why Right, so this whole fucking award system that's set up for, I guess, a, a minority that's not usually included. I don't even know because fucking black artists and black fucking everything to do with anything that's award worthy and been involved for a very very long time. So this whole thing set up just to sort of uh, recognize them or whatever. I mean, at least they try to do a little bit of a, a handout to a subjugated community or something like that. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, let's face it, man. A lot of the fucking black entertainment world is like the least subjugated people in the world, right? Something like that. I don't know. But as soon as one of the guys isn't recognized for something that he thought he deserved, it's now another reason. So if he didn't get nominated for just a general Grammy, I guess he would say it's racist but he didn't get nominated for this thing that's just for black people. Now it's homophobic, right? So if he doesn't get an award for the um, the gay awards or the LGBTQ whatever fucking awards, um, he's going to have to find some other excuse. Or he could just fucking make better music. I don't know. I don't know. Little Nas X. He's not winning many favors, man, doing music videos, fucking the devil and shit like that. Like... I don't think he's as homophobic as he is literally a demon. He's putting blood in shoes and shit like that. What the fuck is going on with this crazy cunt? I don't know, but he's butthurt about not getting an award, and I fucking like that shit. You know, the fucking revolution will fucking eat its own, something like that. Yeah, so if you're tuning into the BET Awards, let me know if they're any good. Let me know if there's any artists out there that got awards, that deserve awards, that didn't otherwise get awards without it being particularly for this community or whatever i don't know i don't care about this sort of shit guys i um treat everybody equal so <laughs> it's an equal fucking playing field i don't care but uh getting butt hurt over not having a nomination and then calling it homophobic is uh just the way of the world these days hey if you don't get it your way it's got to be bigotry right there's no there's no way that you just might not be good enough. It's got to be bigotry. It has to be. That's why you're failing or, or anything like that. And let's face it, fucking little Nas X ain't failing. And on that point, I'm fucking sick of everyone being called little something. What the fuck? Be more creative, guys.
Maybe that's why you didn't get nominated, because you've called yourself Lil Something. Lil Something's been going on since the fucking, was it the 90s? Lil Bow Wow or some shit? Like, what the fuck? Find a better, you know, I don't know. Just find a better name for yourself or some shit. How about you just, you know, be honest and use your real name or whatever. But Lil Nas X, don't even know if he's that Lil. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we should ask the devil of his penis size because he might have seen it a few times. Whatever. Anyway, it's been been a fun fucking week. So that's going on in the world music-wise. I did go catch a concert um, or a show, whatever you guys call it these days. Um, Thursday, I uh, got to see the great fucking Sleep Token support fucking uh, Northlane. And we talked about Northlane's new album, I don't know, some months ago or whatever. Obsidian, I believe it was called. Um, and I kind of dug it, and that's why I committed to seeing um, this show, because I really wanted to see Sleep Token, but they're only doing a support act, a little 30-minute thing. I was like, should I pay a full-price fucking ticket just to see Sleep Token and not really give a fuck about anything else that night? But with the new album, I was like, all right, let's let's check out Northlane. That, you know, actually pretty fire. And that kind of hardcore music, it's fun live, guys. It's just fucking pure fun. So anyway. We had a big night. Curtis and I went out to this show. I'm fucking all strapped up in my brace and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, we had to go down to Fremantle for it. Uh, we get there, we think we're running late, but we're not. The queue's fucking around the block. A whole bunch of, you know, it's weird with those um, those sort of heavy metal crowds because they're half traditional sort of metal dudes and, well, not even half, just a small percentage of them. And the rest of them are just sort of like computer nerds that wear black t-shirts right and they're um you know allied girlfriends or whatever with blue hair and shit like that that's most of the crowd but there's still a fun fucking vibe going on everyone's there just to fucking party hard right we get there lion's huge so we go to a nearby pub fucking smash a pint hang out probably the last ones through the door or whatever pretty much get in there just as sleep token are about to fucking hit the stage and it was sick we found a spot like, um, there was no one else there in this little nook off to the side of the stage. I know everyone likes to be at the front of the stage to see it all, but we're right there at the side. Um, and so we're watching the guitar tech tune up and do all his sorts of nonsense. Um, and there's the stairs to get right up on stage. So everybody that's coming on and off the stage is walking right fucking past us, right? So we got a perfect side-on view of the stage for Sleep Token. And it was fucking wild. It was sick. It was so good to see these dudes. They, um, they absolutely crushed it absolutely fucking crushed it they weren't there with their full outfit and their full outfit usually involves like a, a you know like a three-piece backing um vocal sort of choir with their hoods on if you know nothing about sleep token guys it, it, they're an anonymous band no one knows who they are they wear masks they got these big hoods they call their fucking shows rituals or some shit um <coughs> all that kind of pretentious nonsense. But they also just write banger fucking songs. The singer is amazing. He was dead on it that fucking night. Enjoyed the shit out of it. But because they weren't really going with their full outfit on stage, like there was a lot a lot of the production that was reliant on pre-recorded stuff. And, you know, Curtis has informed me that this is like the new thing going forward, that bands have a lot of backing track stuff going on and they kind of play to it and just it, it does add a lot i get it but it's not being created live there in the room so i don't like it you know what i mean um 
these guys crushed it. These songs were fucking pulled off fucking epically. They had a lot of fun on stage. It was fucking sick. I was kind of just staring at the bass player a lot of the time because um, he was the closest to me. And uh, I don't know, Curtis and I got into a little bit of a discussion about this, of like what I'm seeing him play and I'm not hearing. So I don't know how much was in that backing track or those things, those pre-recorded parts that they're playing along to. Maybe the bass was in there as well. And this guy's just having fun on stage and not actually playing it. But I don't know. Curtis pointed out other things. Uh, I don't know, guys. When I see someone play something, I kind of know what I should be expected to hear, what my ears should be expecting. And if I don't get that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why is his hands moving in this, this way when it doesn't translate to what I'm actually hearing in the room? I don't know. Curtis was saying, oh, because we were maybe behind the front of the house speakers, we might not have heard it all. It's like, I fucking heard it fine. I don't know. I'm not going to throw any fucking shade. Not not gonna do that. It was a great fucking show, um, and they weren't supporting like just prior to North Lane. There was a, an act in between, um, a band I guess uh, called Pliny, Pliny, something like that. I don't know. Never heard of these guys before. Um, so when Sleep Token crushed their fucking set, by the way, where they came off fucking stage because I'm like right there as on the the steps off the stage, right? So I'm fucking like trying to get a fist bump from one of these dudes or whatever. They're just ignoring the shit out of me. I was obviously having so much fun during that set. They were looking at me. I was dancing. I was fucking a fan, for sure. I've got my fist out. Fucking, they're not bumping it, whatever. I think I yelled out at one point, don't be gay. One of them might have looked up at that point. And that's probably why I didn't get the fist bump. You know, you don't want to just be calling your fucking heroes gay for not giving you a, a fist bump. But I did it. I was pretty trashed. I apologize to Sleep Token for that. Um, but anyway, what we're talking about? Fucking Pliny. All right, so this band was, was interesting because they fucking crushed it as well, um, but they're an instrumental band. And this is something that's just so interesting about music. Like, no matter how fucking good you can be in your orchestration, your riff writing, your shredder solos, your wicked whatever production you're doing, if it doesn't have vocals, it doesn't connect to the hearts and minds of a lot of the audience. And it, that seemed the case. Like, this dude, this front man for this band, He's just crushing it on guitar. He's a fucking pro. He's, he's just holding it down. He's a lead singer, but using his guitar to sing, right? And it just felt a bit lackluster. It was missing, it's missing vocals. And it sucks because instrumental bands, they really feel gaps and they really do some fucking amazing shit musically. But most people just don't give a shit. They just don't care. I mean, why would you? Because there's, there's no catchy hook to sing along to and all that sort of stuff and uh, whatever. But shout out to them. They did a great show. And then fucking North Lane just crushed it. They just did a huge fucking show. And that was fucking fun. Like we had gone out and got another pint and then come back in. And yeah, they fired up. And yeah, it was fucking, yeah. We were up on the top floor this time, like right head on with the band, like checking out the whole thing. It was a great show. We're dancing up a storm, hanging out with a whole bunch of other old fucks. Because, you know, the young kids are in the mosh pit, I guess, or whatever. But, um, yeah, North Lane are massive. And um, from talking to Curtis afterwards, it seems like a lot of the, like, the hardcore scene in Australia is huge. And it's definitely driven by bands like North Lane. So North Lane's, like, one of the biggest ones, right? Everyone fucking loves them. They're huge. Curtis has seen them a fucking million times over in Melbourne. Um, but it seems like that scene didn't really know of Sleep Token. And it's only since this tour that Australia is waking up to these guys. 
And he's saying the, the, the fucking chatter that he's hearing and his weird fucking subreddits that he goes down is fucking super positive. Everyone loves Sleep Token. Everyone's surprised they've never heard him before. It's fucking taken off. So hopefully we get a fucking headlining tour with Sleep Token coming up soon. Because um, I'm a fan. I thought everybody else was a fan. I thought it was a no-brainer that Sleep Token should have headlined that show over Northlane. But, you know, I guess I'm wrong. Whatever. We'll see what happens in the future. That'd be so cool if next year it's like the same lineup but flipped, you know, and Northlane just support Sleep Token. That's fucking cool. That's progress as far as I'm concerned. But, um, yeah, enjoyed it, crushed it, paid for it the next fucking day, though, guys. Get home fucking 1 a.m. or whatever, kind of get straight into bed. Get up. I'm supposed to go to work on Friday, and I'm fucking, you know, a little bit hungover, but nothing nothing too bad. And like, yeah, a couple of coffees, whatever. I go jump in the shower. So to jump in the shower, i got to take my fucking brace off my arm, and my arm looks like, oh, it was just fucking disgusting. Like, I just didn't want to look at my arm because of this fucking brace that has like these four straps up my arm, right? Two above the elbow, two below the elbow. I must have had it on too tight, uh, danced too much, something like that. I don't know. But I've got like this fucking pouch of fluid on my forearm. Like where the straps were, completely like constricted, like fucking dense in my arm. And then in between them is this fucking horrible looking bulge sack of fluid. That must have just built up from blood pumping into my arm but not getting out or something like that. I don't know. People are saying it's a blood clot. You should get that checked out, all that sort of shit. I'm like, fucking no, I know exactly what this is. I've just had this on too tight for too long. i got to spend the day without my brace on, fucking with arm elevated. So I had a boring-ass fucking Friday. Just sitting around, watching YouTube, fucking with my arm elevated, slowly watching this fucking thing return to some kind of normal, recognizable forearm. <coughs> Which it did. It's back. But fuck, i got to be careful. i just got to wear this thing a little bit looser next time. I'm bitching about this fucking thing again, this brace. Fuck. Sorry about that, guys. But I, did, I paid for it the next day. Not in the way I thought. I thought I was just going to be fucking well hungover and partied out, ringing in the ears and all that sort of shit. But nah. Turns out it was just some weird fucking flabby bulge on my fucking arm. Whatever. Got over it. Had a great weekend. If you can catch any of the remaining tour dates of Sleep Token with North Lane over in the Eastern States, I highly fucking recommend it, guys. Do it. Go check out Sleep Token. It's fucking sick. We'll end this podcast with a song of theirs. But we haven't even talked about any new music yet, so let's get into it. Um, there's a few to talk about. We'll try to keep it short because um, I have to mention because it's some kind of obligation. If I'm talking about music reviews and Drake just drops a fucking new album on us out of the clear blue sky as he did last week, let's talk about it. It's called Honestly Nevermind or something like that. Is that what it's called? It's a good album, man. It's a good album. I am a like kind of a you know closet Jake Drake fan, I guess. I don't really, no, not that closeted at all. I have a podcast and I talk about it on the podcast. Everyone knows that I'm a bit of a Drake fan. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. Um, if you know Drake, this is a Drake album. That's it. That That's probably the review. Um, he doesn't really sound like anybody else. A lot of people try to sound like him, but he just does it the best. And it's a fucking sick album. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's casual. It's cool. It's got groove to it. It's got some wicked little... Um, vocal 
rhythmic kind of hooky sort of shit going on. I like that stuff. And I dig this album. It's called Honestly Nevermind. And it's classic Drake, like that low energy but still strong delivery sort of vibe. You, you kind of see where I'm coming from here? Anyway, I fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, there was a bunch of other albums uh, I was checking out. Mainly what I was checking out this week, though, guys. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, as I always am. Uh, I've been hit up by a whole bunch of different artists to um, to come on this podcast for interviews and to showcase some of their new music and stuff like that. So I've got plenty organized for the future. I have to kind of trim it down a little bit because there's just too many to do in um, such a short period of time. So I've just been checking out all their music and trying to prioritize that sort of stuff. And and that's what sucks. Like if like if a month ago one of these artists had hit me up, I would have been like, fuck yeah, come straight on. But then if I get all these ones in a row, someone I would have absolutely had on is now going to compete with all these fucking other artists that are getting in touch. So I'm obviously going to choose the ones that really sort of pique my interest, right? I have to prioritize that way. Um, so apologies to those guys. And you know who you are if you listen to this podcast because you've sent in your music and you've you know, reached out to me and I really fucking appreciate it. We'll get there. If we've got time, which we do, we'll do it. But if you want all these interviews and stuff done, like, prior to your release or within the month of your release or anything like that, we'll see. We'll see what we can do, all right? But there's a lot of that interview stuff coming up in the, in the near future. So I know it's been a week off, guys. I know it's been a week off, but we've got another episode coming out this week where we just talk all things Jurassic World, um, which would be fucking uh, just an indulgence of mine, which n- none of you guys might care about unless, of course, you enjoy fucking that sort of stuff. Um, but then, yeah, again, a whole bunch of fucking music interviews with some wicked artists that I've got to introduce you guys to um, that you might never, never have heard of. Because I had never heard of them either until they reached out to me. So we'll get into that. Um, but music reviews. Oh, there was a fucking another song. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So I haven't even listened to this one yet, but I did want to do it on the podcast. So let me just tinker around. Because um, Jack White released a new single on June something, June 8th, something like that. So it's, yeah, a week or so ago now. Um, but it's between our last podcast and this one. Um, so I've held off wanting to listen to it. Well, not wanting to, but held off actually listening to it because um, I'd like to do one of those live reaction review things here on this podcast, on this episode right now. Um, let's fucking do it. So let me have a drink first. Mm. All right. So this song is called If I Die Tomorrow. And... Um, come out from Jack White, obviously, and it has new cover art, and I think, if I remember correctly, there were some rumors that he's going to do another release, another album release this year, um, so I'm guessing this new cover art might be from that new album release. We'll see uh, when it comes out. Don't know when. It's probably got a release date somewhere, but I'm sure you guys are capable of Googling that yourself, uh, but let's um, let's check this fucking thing out. Let's see if I can pipe this in here. What am I going to do? All right, let's, uh, all right, let me press play on this one and see if it comes in. Here, what have we got here? Well, I can hear some music. That was a very bassy acoustic guitar. If I die tomorrow, could you find it in your heart to sing? If my mother cries in sorrow, will you help her with? Sensitive side of Jack White. 
Mars. Quad progression. And before you know, she'll be laughing about the times and those old days. So if I can walk away, okay, okay. It's awesome. This is cool. I hate to think about it's not very Jack Whitey though, is it? So it helps to shout. Oh, there we go. And if you could help me out, it would mean so much for my peace of mind. Oh, sick. And the heart is careworn. And ever since I was a newborn, I've pushed aside this worry for the sake of my life. Jack White's got the fucking the wicked delivery. I love Jack White delivery. That's a solo. If I die tomorrow, will you let me know I left it <laughs> Begged and All I right. borrowed everybody's love and they gave for free. And I wish that I could give it back Jesus to Christ. So if I that little solo, little bridgey part, uh, it felt like it was always from a different song, but it was perfect nonetheless. Here we go, it's obviously ended. All right, all right, yeah. So, yeah, okay. What did we think of that, guys? That was cheeky. I think that was a cheeky song. That was very, like, low energy for a Jack White sort of thing, right? Especially for his, like, compared to his latest album. It's all very fucking high energy, high fuzzy, high fucking tempo stuff. Um... This is a bit more relaxed, but then has that cheeky fucking middle section. And Jack's vocals fucking kick it off and kind of set it as if it's moving somewhere. And it does that fucking abstract, weird little solo part with that jicka jicka What was that? Um, but that totally made sense in this song, didn't it? I enjoyed that one. I'm going to listen to that one again. That was an interesting little track. Um, fuck. I'll turn this thing off. What was it called again? What was it called? Shit. Oh, man. I just said it a second ago. It's called If I Die Tomorrow. So this is a new Jack White single. If I Die Tomorrow. Um, sweet. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Yeah, let me know what you, you guys think of that. Because that's got that classic uh, Jack White sort of um, cheekiness to it. That's, you know, it's just the, the words that's coming to mind as far as that song goes. But anyway. Whatever. We'll get into more fucking music reviews later in the week when we see all the new shit coming out. We'll get into it. But this has been run a bit long. I just wanted to check in with you guys because there's too many episodes coming out soon. And we'll get into them as well. So, like I said, the highlight of the, the week or the time between um, our last episode and this one uh, was definitely going to see Sleep Token. It was fucking, it was just a pleasure the whole way through. Um, so if you don't know Sleep Token, I'm going to leave you with a fucking Sleep Token song. This is the Sleep Token song that got me into Sleep Token. Liam showed me this song a long time ago. Not a long time, but, you know, a while ago. 
and I was blown away by it. And then just by some twist of fate, found my way back to Sleep Token. Did not remember that this song was from a band called Sleep Token, but fell in love with this song. Didn't know who it was, really. Liam had just showed it to me randomly. Um, then discovered Sleep Token, then found this song. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I have heard this band before. Um, so all credit to Liam for introducing us to fucking Sleep Token. And this song is called uh, The Night Does Not Belong to God uh, from their second to last album called uh, Sundowning. Um, check it out. It's a great fucking album. This is the title track from the album. So they fucking, they kick it off cool. Yeah, this is a simple song. This is the kind of song structure that I like where it's just, it's just a song. It's based around one main groove, a couple of main hooks with a couple of little embellishments in between, but it's fucking perfect. It's fucking sick and groovy, and I hope you enjoy it too. This is Sleep Token, um, and you're listening to the Jam Room Podcast with me, Scott. I hope you've had a fucking fantastic week, and we will chat real soon, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Yeah. Uh-huh.